0: Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts
1: right now. Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up. Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Fuel burning fast on an empty tank.
3: quality survey data I put a lot of stock in in quality survey data and that also means that we can ask questions that we may not like the answers to and that we're not going to get better if we don't face the things that what our greatest concerns are so uh, my goal isn't to write questions that make me or the administration look good Uh, our goal is to ask questions so we know the right direction that you guys want to take this city. You know I,
4: I, I gotta tell you something it um I really like D.C. Reeves as a mayor. <laughs> just you know, I know um, I know some people had an objection to him as mayor that uh, somehow he was like the you know the selected one, the anointed one. You know, coming from the Reeves family, and you know felt like uh, there you know the alternatives in the mayoral candidacy were not particularly great by comparison. But I know a lot of people who were like, yeah, I like D.C., but I just don't like the way it feels like he's been given this this mayoralty. I think there's a lot of people that might have thought that and have kind of maybe come around over the year because, and this is going to sound gushing, but I'm just sorry. He's he's like the mayor you never know you needed to have. I, I It's such an adult version of politics. And I mean he's not the only politician who's like that. And it's not that, you know, Mayor Hayward and Mayor Robinson were bad and, and just, it's, it's. A weird kind of next level maturity that at a fairly young age we're getting from a mayor who comes in and says, all right, what's the real status of all this stuff? What are we actually doing? What have we actually not done for a long time? And what do we need to do to get it to be right? And it shows in all and, you know, things that are not even my problem, like I didn't make this parking mess. But guess what? I may have the ability to improve it because this parking mess affects my community. And even though I don't own the red lots, and even though he and I disagree about some of the moves being made to solve the parking mess, the attitude is, well, maybe I can help solve it. I'm going to try. You know, nobody likes closing buildings. Nobody likes closing the parks. Nobody, you know, he certainly does not. But as he says, you know, the easiest thing in the world for me to do would be nothing. Nothing. Just keep doing what everybody else has done, which is nothing. Because telling people we got to close this park because it's not safe. Nobody likes that. But what's the reason we got to close this park because it's not safe? Because the park's not safe. And, you know, again, I've disagreed with him based on what I know about some of these decisions. But the orientation is so... Again, I the only the only word I can really think of that fits is mature. Like this, this thing he says, you know, when we're asking these questions about the city, we're not doing, um, you know, leading questions. We're not trying to get just the good news so that we can make it seem like everything's great. We're actually trying to find out what people think. And we're actually trying to figure out where the friction points are, where the pain points are. And then once we know that, can we solve any of this stuff? And, you know, which things can we solve? And I appreciate that attitude. That I mean, that's like... Almost once you've heard it, you can't imagine any other way. <laughs> you know, you might you might disagree with some of the particulars, but like that approach should be a bare minimum. And it's just so refreshing, honestly. It's so genuinely refreshing. Um, so, and, and then of course, once you do that, if you do it right, and I think you know, DC has been preparing for this for a long time. A lot of a lot of the background with the Studer and the um, you know, and being an entrepreneur and owning a business and even dare I say, media relations, having been a sports reporter in the past, it all serves him very well because, you know, he's making good choices that then lead to really kind of amazing brag points that you didn't even realize he had to brag about. Like this, is- he was given credit to the grants department last night. They hired a grants right. They hired a guy to do grants, right? And you think, well, that's an expense.
3: Not really. This is the list of grant funds. So just understand. So this they've. They have uh, produced $72 million of grants in eight months. Um, the what? <laughs> understand, that $72 million, that is something that has started, has been completed, and has been awarded since the grants office has been put in place. That is not inheriting something that was at the end or the first week that they got in. This is front-to-back, soup-to-nut, $72 million in eight months.
4: You know, because like, there's been a lot of projects that have completed under Mayor Reeves, like the, you know, the, the marina at Community Maritime Park. I mean, he didn't do that project, you know? He inherited that project, but he gets to, you know, do the ribbon cut, right? And there's been a couple of projects like that. And what I appreciate about that is that when those happen, he never says, I did this, the The skate park. He didn't do the skate park. Instead, he invites all of the former mayors who were involved in this and, you know, county commissioners, everybody tries to, you know, share the wealth of credit, and he recognizes that all I did was inherit this thing. Okay, fine. But then when it comes to things that he didn't inherit, you know, he's telling you, you know what, the $72 million, that's not even counting all the stuff we inherited for grants. That's the grants we got since getting in, $72 million in grants. And even things like the Hollis T. Williams, you know, Stormwater Park project.
3: Hollis T. Williams Greenway, I'll talk about the, uh, uh, I'll just kind of jump to some of the, Here's the old photo of I-110 being built through a historically minority uh, neighborhood uh, and business corridor uh, that... Uh, In the last 18 years, we had acquired $2.35 million to fund it. In the last 12 months, we got $30.5 million. Um, Yeah, so very, very excited for that. We got two for 18 years. We got 30 in
4: a year. How are we doing? (laughs) It's just, you know, that's pretty amazing, right? That's pretty impressive. And then kind of just... Again, looking across the board, like at the defer, the whole issue of like the deferred maintenance, it drives me crazy because I, to- I 100% understand why this happens. And I guarantee you it's true in the county, right? You know, there's all kinds of deferred maintenance, um, whether it's roads or ponds or bridges or anything else. And it becomes a flashpoint every once in a while where something is like on the verge of really catastrophic collapse. And then we're like, okay, I guess we got to fix that. But we just. There's no adult accounting of all of the needs in the county and the approach that says, okay, this is what we got. This is what it costs to maintain what we got. This is what it's going to cost if we build this new thing. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how many times I can say this, but, okay, it's, it's great that we built a new building out at Ashton Brosnahan Park for the SEC tournament. How much does that cost a year to maintain? It's great that we did a new library out in Bellevue. That's great. How much does that cost a year to maintain? Every single project... Like, not, this is bare minimum stuff, but we don't do it. Every single project should come with at least two basic numbers. What's it cost today? What's it cost every year after that? Because if you don't have that, you have no idea what you're doing. Every cost incurs an ongoing liability, right? And it is wonderful to open new things. It's so exciting. Every politician loves to ribbon cut new things. Look at me, look at what we did. Great. Every year, how much is that going to cost us? And where's that money going to come from? And what's the, you know, best case, what's it going to cost us? And worst case, what's it going to cost us? And how are we going to pay for replacement? Because most of the time, what we do is we we avoid the pain because pain is now. And politics is the result of what happens right now. Because it's more politically expedient to, as they always say, kick the can down the road. It always is. And D.C.'s like, yeah, but that's how we got in this position, (laughs) you know? So here I am. You may not always agree with me, but I'm going to try to do the hard thing.
3: And as he says, and I just, again, I just, this philosophy. In many of these topics, whether it be these, whether maintenance, uh, whether it be recycling, whether it be parking and others, is I try to remind everybody the easiest thing for me to do is nothing. So if If my intentions lies to try to come up with what we think is the best solution, because the easiest one, that's not the easiest is not the best. The easiest is nothing. The best is to uh, come face these head on and try to put our city in a better place tomorrow or next year than we were this year. Right.
4: Let's get us in a position where we can afford what we've got and where we don't build something unless we can really afford it. So that I hand off this thing to whoever takes over after me. And they can be like, oh, I don't have to solve any of these problems. I don't have to make any of these hard decisions because somebody else already made them for me. The way, you know, it should have honestly been handed to him, but clearly wasn't. And I don't think this is a unique problem of, you know, past mayors. This is just a completely different way of doing business as a politician. And again, I got to tell you, I love it. I don't necessarily agree about a lot of things, but the overall approach, oh my God, like everybody ought to be doing it this way. You know, and then what he says, this is this is crazy. Okay, he's like, all right, so here's the thing: our pay scale for the people who work here at the city, we're in the twentieth percentile. If you don't know what that means, that means F minus 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 <laughs> minus. You know, like the the grade is on hundred, and you're getting a twenty. Out of all the municipalities, we score in the twenty percent. Now, granted, I don't know if that's uh, income adjusted for area. It's still it doesn't matter. It's still not good. You know, we're not that poor compared to the country that it would justify being the 20th percentile. He says we got to do pay raises. We got to do a pay study, you know, and, you know, paying firemen 12 bucks an hour is going to cut it. So, look, we're going to have to spend money to uh, tr- to uh, acquire or, you know, uh, attract and then to ret- retain employees. You want good quality service? It starts with good quality people. It's going to cost us. Okay. You know, um, he, and he goes through this whole list last night of all the things that, you know, they've done in the year. And talks about the hard stuff, okay? You know, the airport. You know, how how did we get to the point where we have plus a million people on the same infrastructure that we've been using for over a decade? How did we get to that point? That's insane. It's nuts. Now, there's been in the works to improve that capacity, so he didn't initiate that project. But, man, I'll tell you, they're working hard on it, right? But that's just an example of this same kind of, you know, deferred dealing with the hard stuff. And then the funny thing about it is he gets up there and he gives this whole presentation of all the things they've done in the last year. And I'm watching I'm like, yep, 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 yep. Oh, my God. Look at all that stuff. You know what I mean? And then he's like, guess what we're going to do next year?
3: I've just got one last slide here. These are going to be our big focuses on, in year two. Uh, a lot of these we've talked about. Recycling solution, uh, red light cameras, homeless reduction and low barrier shelter, uh, parking reform, citywide pay reform, increased training and development opportunities for our staff to invest in the people who work here. Bay Bluffs Park, Airport Terminal Construction, the future of Baptist and Sun Trail funding,
4: and the Sun Trail fund.
3: So, are we busy enough? I, I think I, I don't know. I, I might be getting dirty looks from my department directors back there. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I got to shorten this list up a little bit.
4: Is that all you got time for? <laughs> I mean, you know, and maybe he doesn't get it all done in one year. I mean, it's insane. So. Okay, I I know for those of you who may not be fans of the mayor, and I, you know, I'm sure there are. Okay, I know it bothers you that I can be like so hardy as an endorsement, but I've just seen so many versions of political leadership that do not look like this, that it is unbelievably refreshing to see. And again, keep this in mind: this is not because I agree with him all the time. This is because I see the value in what he is bringing. I mean, I'm honestly starting, you know, I'm looking at all this. And I'm thinking, I mean, if he can do this, if he can do half of it, and then in years three and four do something, you know, remotely similar. I mean, I don't know that he runs for another term as mayor. He probably just go- runs for governor. You know, <laughs> like, and that's kind of where this all seems to be. I mean, he's very young to start. But anyway, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's one year. You know, people can make mistakes and things can change. I'm just telling you that, um, it's as a, as a political science philosophy guy watching it happen in real life where people actually implement all the leadership principles that you sort of hear talked about, like this Quint Studer, you know, Civicon, all that kind of stuff. It's leadership principles. It's just, I mean, anyway, I, I'm, I'm very positive on the mayor. We'll talk to him later on this morning at 7.35. And you know me, I don't bother, I don't mind challenging him too, but, uh, it's, um, it's, it's something. I'm really glad he did the speech last night because it is pretty impressive. And we didn't even get to the half of the speech. Right, 5:24 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay.
5: Join Cat 5 Hurricane Fabric tomorrow at 9.30 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Cat 5 Hurricane Fabric is one of the least expensive hurricane protection systems available. It is strong and safe and defends against wind, water, and flying debris. The professionals from Cat 5 Hurricane Fabric will be here to take your calls and answer any questions you may have about protecting your home and family during a storm. That's tomorrow at 9.30 on the Pensacola Expert Panel with Cat 5 Hurricane Fabric. The
3: Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM, 1620.
6: Sometimes I struggle to get to sleep. My body stopped for the day, but my mind is still running. So I take Z-Quil,
0: Z-Quil the world's number 1 sleep aid brand, has a range of non-habit forming products to fit you and your family's needs. Invest in a great night's sleep for the best you tomorrow.
4: I'm awake and ready to take on anything.
0: Better days start with Z-Quil nights. Explore our products at Z-Quil.com. Use Uses directed. Keep out of reach of children.
6: Did you know that feeling sluggish or weighed down could be a sign that your digestive system isn't working at its best? Taking Metamucil every day can help. Metamucil fiber powders help promote your daily digestive health using a plant-based fiber called psyllium. The gelling action of this special fiber traps and removes waste so you can feel lighter and more energetic. Metamucil, promoting digestive health for a better you. Learn more at metamucil.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
0: Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay. Mornings before Pep Talk on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable.
5: You remind me that, that money won is twice as sweet as money earned.
4: right forever young that's not the rod stewart forever young that's the good one <laughs> sorry all you rod stewart fans but you know it's true 527 on news radio 92 3 ah, alphaville they had that one song <laughs> and then if you if you have the album you know that they had other songs that are never going to be popular with anybody else i'm andrew mckay it's ben scola news you alphaville fan at all uh Jake, Jake no, I, I no. know you're a real music fan, so I, that's that's a little bit like showing you my figurine collection. Be like, what do you think about this one? Mm-hmm. Andrew, sure. <laughs>
2: hmm <laughs> I'm a music fan, but little things slip by me. Like, I thought for the longest time that Betty Davis' eyes was sung by Rod Stewart. Oh, interesting. I, I, I was like, oh, well, that's that's Rod Stewart. I never thought that it... Was.
4: Well, he does have an effeminate <laughs> voice. Let's just put it that way. Uh, or, Kim Carnes uh, has a very masculine voice. I don't it, know how you exactly. want to say you know, mean, look at yeah, it. She smoked, she smoked a yeah, little she, bit. That's true. Uh, David Wayne's in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David.
1: Well, President Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping will be meeting face to face today. They're scheduled to meet in San Francisco at the uh, sidelines of the Asian Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit. Uh, The House has now passed a stopgap bill to prevent a government shutdown. Uh, the House voted in favor yesterday of a Republican plan to f- fund some departments through mid-January and the rest through early February at current spending levels. Now, that bill now has to go to the Senate. And since the two of you are both real music fans.
4: Oh, man, for sure.
1: You'll probably appreciate this. a Taylor Swift cruise. Oh, you got you, me. I'm you, down. Would you like me to book you some tickets? Um, I'll pull some strings.
4: I'm busy. I think that week.
1: <laughs> there's a uh, new royal caribbean cruise next year for taylor swift fans it's uh, apparently being put on by disney uh the a disney travel agency called marvelous mouse travels is organizing the cruise they're calling it in my cruise era uh, uh,
4: gotcha yep yeah.
1: and mm, look uh the at that a- creativity yeah the agency's website says it's uh, gonna be a four night four night cruise i'll go to the bahamas
4: is uh, she on next the cruise? October
1: it does not uh, uh nope uh, hold on there it is right at the very end she is not affiliated with the cruise and not <laughs> expected to appear wow so the whole point so of it it's just i don't for know
4: all of us fans to get together right. and be fans i mean look i think for the fans it would be a blast Nation Unite. Sh- that's what I'm it's about i'm sure wow. it'd be fantastic for the, for those folks um i just i am not one of those folks i'm not anti i'm just not i'm not in either yeah. and i'm kind of befuddled by it all frankly yeah. you know sometimes people get really into a thing and you're like well, I'm glad you're enjoying life so much. Oh. So good for you. She's got some catchy tunes. No, that's it's, no it's doubt. Just, yeah, no doubt. Uh, it, but, you know, I, you know, I'm never going to be the guy who gets <laughs> up, you know, three days before and waits in line to get tickets to, you know, I'm just. Right. But the people who do it's wonderful. I got some good friends who are just like that. By the way, David, you're the story about the um, uh, the debt deal the, or the uh, budget deal. It took me a minute to really understand what I think Mike Johnson has accomplished here. It's actually kind of interesting by splitting the budget apart into all of these pieces without making cuts yet and getting that passed, that's the precursor to getting these single-subject spending bills, these single-department spending bills, so that each department will come up on its own timetable. And yes, that runs the risk of many government shutdowns as each department doesn't get funded and they can't come to a deal, but also averts the like whole-of-government shutdown, I think, unless you allow several shutdowns to pile up, so weirdly, I'm very optimistic about this, and he made enough concessions to the Democrats to get them on board. This actually makes sense to me as a short term for the long term.
3: Fox News, I'm Gianna Gelosi. After surrounding it for days, Israeli troops have entered Gaza's largest medical facility, the Al-Shifa Hospital. Israel has long stipulated that Hamas hides inside and underneath the Shifa Hospital, using it as an operations center. But Hamas has denied that. Fox's Jeff Paul, Hamas calling the raid a war crime. But John Kirby of the National Security Council says intelligence supports Israel's claim. President Biden has a midday sit down in San Francisco with President Xi Jinping of China, hoping to put relations back on a normal course. And party infighting got physical Tuesday, allegedly, with Congressman Tim Burchett accusing former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy of
4: elbowing him in the kidneys. I
5: don't know why he did it. Um. I'm afraid it's just a, a sad asterisk on his the end of his career I as mean, it as he spirals out of control. That's what I think.
4: McCarthy denies that America's listening to Fox News.
1: Good morning, 531 at News Radio 92.3. It is 55 degrees, bit of a soggy morning out there today. Congressman Matt Gates has filed a bill in Washington that would ensure that parents would be able to have access to their children's school medical and counseling records. It's called the Parents' Right to Know Act, and Gates says he filed the bill after a conversation he had with a middle school student here in Northwest Florida.
2: A young student who attended one of my recent uh, events in Northwest Florida, she was in about the sixth grade. She came to me and said, look, You know, I'm I'm not a girly girl. I don't have the long hair. I don't dress the same as the other girls. But I'm tired of every counselor at school and every teacher trying to corner me and tell me I'm gay.
1: Gates said last April the Department of Education said that FERPA prohibits parental access to the information if there's not written consent from the student. Gates' bill would amend the General Education Provisions Act to allow parents to access those records, unless that would be prohibited by an active state protective order. Two new mental health experts that the Pensacola Police Department are bringing on board will be in place before the month is over. Mayor D.C. Reeves says... Tom Edmiston started October 30th. The second counselor starts Monday, November
3: 27th. If you are in outreach and you're uh, you know, dealing with someone with a mental health issue, or or, or trying to find you know opportunity for someone that, that, that's uh, homeless, you need to know where to send those people. So obviously that's a big part of the um, of the onboarding process for. For, uh, both of these positions.
1: Reeves says the main job of these two would be to respond to calls involving homeless or mentally ill individuals and to de-escalate situations so an armed officer is not required. The arrest of a Pensacola woman over the weekend has now surfaced in a video on social media. In that video, 29-year-old Keandra Howard is taken to the ground and an officer appears to be hitting her while she's in a headlock. It was recorded by another woman on a cell phone.
2: Back up! Back up! even doing nothing. Y'all punch hitting me. Y'all hitting me for no reason. I didn't even do
3: nothing. I don't understand why y'all kicking me for no Stop. reason. I didn't even touch you. Stop.
1: But PPD says there's more to this incident. Officers allege that Howard gouged the officer's eye, which resulted in him being placed on limited duty. They say everything was caught on body camera video, and the incident remains under investigation. A city in Miami-Dade County giving Donald Trump a bit of an honor. The Hilea City Council voted unanimously yesterday to name a street after the former president. Palm Avenue will now be known known as President Donald J. Trump Avenue, the first street in the city to be named after a president. There's a new bill designed to protect people's privacy and stop human trafficking. Martin County State Representative Toby Overdorf filed HB401 last week. That bill would make it a felony to use an app or a device to track somebody without their consent. He says the bill is designed to go after those using electronics and electronic trackers in a nefarious way. Violators could get up to five years in prison. It's 535. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 forecast.
3: We do have a high chance of rain throughout the entire day today with a few heavier showers mixed in. High today near 64
2: degrees, overnight tonight near 61 degrees. For our Thursday, there is a chance of rain through the morning hours, 40% chance of rain on the day. Rain showers start to end as we go later into your Thursday with a high near 70 degrees. Thursday night, temperatures dropping near 60 degrees. Stay connected at Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center.
1: And right now, it's 55 in Pensacola, 57 in Gulf Breeze, 54 in Milton, and rain across the area. Our next news at six, and breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3.
0: Are you looking for the best news and talk radio in Pensacola? Then tune in to News Radio Pensacola. We're your source for the latest news, weather, and traffic, as well as in depth interviews with local and national leaders. We also have the best talk radio lineup in town, with hosts that are passionate about the issues that matter to you. So, whether you're looking to stay informed or just want to hear some great conversation, News Radio Pensacola is the place for you. News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable.
6: When you were 18, you spent your spring break in Cancun. The party was legendary, and you speak of it often, even though you don't remember half of it. The geeky kid who sat across from you in math class stayed home, practicing calculus. You made fun of her. A lot. That is, until last year, when you owed the IRS a lot of money and called the certified public accountants at Benakis & Associates. And she answered the phone. Who's laughing now? The number crunchers at Benakis & Associates live and breathe accounting and tax preparation. It's practically in their DNA. When you need to know what the heck a Form 656-PPV is, call Benakis & Associates. When you need a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, call Benakis & Associates. When you need someone who practices long division for fun, call Benakis & Associates. Now in the Historic District on 120 South Alconies and online at flacpas.com. Benakis & Associates. Leave the numbers to the experts. Hi, I'm Dr. Ben McMillan, and I'm a chiropractor and the owner of Neal Clinic Comprehensive Healthcare. Are you tired of covering up your pain with medications and ready to find the source of your problem and fix it? Then tune in to the Pensacola Expert Panel, live Friday mornings at 9 a.m., and I'll discuss how chiropractic care can help you. And if you miss Friday's show, you can listen to the replay Saturdays or anytime through the podcast.
3: The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620.
0: Join the thousands of recyclers who strive to eliminate recycling contamination every day by following the Core 4. The core four includes glass containers, plastics one and two, cardboard and mixed paper, and metal cans. Remember, if you're not sure if an item can be recycled, think, when in doubt, throw it out, and put it in your garbage can instead of recycling. Visit ecua.fl.gov for more information. That's ecua.fl.gov, and thank you for being ECUA's recycling partner. The Dave Ramsey Show, weeknights 7 to 10 before WEAR TV News. On News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. <laughs>
4: Five thirty-eight, News Radio ninety-two-three, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Good to have you with us. Yesterday, we had a good chance to talk to uh, Scambia Sheriff Chip Simmons, as we typically do on a Tuesday. Sheriff, welcome back to the show, sir. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good to have you. Uh, Let's talk about events too, because we got some really important news to get to as well. But let's we always kind of start to talk about um, you know where there's been crimes and things. There was a shooting last week. uh, I think it was on Wednesday uh, in Teakwood Circle.
2: Uh, What happened here? Yeah, this is one of those. You know, we talk about some of the homicides that we see, and some of them are uh, about a third of those are domestic related. This one, there was a family argument, and a stepfather walked away from a stepson, walks into his, um, into his, um, into his, his bedroom, back in the bedroom, and then the, um, actually, I think it's the stepson walked away. No, stepfather walked away. Stepson follows him, okay, in which uh, he shoots at him and. And then he follows him out and shoots him a couple more times. So this Uh. is a stepfather on a stepson uh, homicide. So
4: the stepson was the victim in this case.
2: The stepson was the victim in this case, yes.
4: Wow, and we don't know other than they were squabbling what led to it, just moments and people got upset and they
2: couldn't resolve their differences and couldn't stay separated. Uh, Yeah, I got the names. It was, uh, let's see here, Okerling uh, was arguing with his stepfather, Martin Cardenas, in the dining room. Cardenas left the room. And Oakling followed him, and when they heard a loud pop, um, Oakling sustained multiple gunshot wounds from uh, a forty five caliber and that, that will do it
4: you, you know it's we we I feel like we cannot say it enough. it's what I tell my kids all the time you know they squabble and tell them just you don't have to be near each other leave the area just leave the area how much how much crime of this sort would be avoided? how much pain and heartache and suffering and cost and jail time would be avoided if people just didn't have to have the last word. Didn't have to pursue the argument. Could just separate, breathe, and calm down for even a minute. Massive difference in what that does to people,
2: right? Uh, yeah. Uh, again, that's that's the problem we have. A lot of times during the holiday season, um, we have domestic violence goes up. Yeah. You know, we have a lot more more squabbles, and uh, hopefully that this year we won't see that. Hopefully we have cooler heads will prevail, and as you mentioned, maybe people can can separate themselves and. Um, you know, talk about it, talk it out later on, or just walk away, just yeah. leave, just get your keys. I, I'm wondering this; it hasn't happened in my house, um, but I'm wondering how many times someone says, "That's it, I'm out of here." Get your keys and leave before how Thanksgiving, you know, dinner, and and, yeah. and at least no one gets hurt, right? You know, you can you can be angry with them, and this is fam- all families have this this to some.
4: Level. And it's funny how that rage thing, like you know, what seems to the like, I absolutely have to do this thing right now. And if you can manage to breathe and get, you know, 50 feet of separation, it's no longer the thing you have to do. It's, you know, it's just one bad choice among all your choices. And, you know, it's, it's amazing how that works. We also had a, uh, an account north of Scambia had published that you guys had a, um, I guess, a claim of a drive-by up in Brat just south of the border on Highway 99 on Friday.
2: Uh, yeah, we got a report of a of drive-by. I don't think anyone was hit. And, okay. And we're still looking. We're still investigating it, but we don't really have... Much more than that. Um, okay. We are asking if anyone has information. Because sometimes people will do these things and they'll run their mouth a little bit. Yeah. And um, and word will get to someone and we'll hear it third hand and then we'll backtrack all of that and find out that some of the information is pretty accurate. Okay. So if anyone says has information, please, please let us know. Uh, as you well know, we had this
4: case uh, involving a West Florida high school English teacher who uh, was involved in a shooting at a wedding out of state. That's not your case. You're not involved in that. There's no connection between you guys in this in this particular incident, but I did want to ask you if there was any part of it you knew, or
2: you know, I don't know if there was any part of it that involved your office at all. I'm not aware of any history of any of anything with this okay. this particular individual, and that would be the only thing that we we really looked at. I mean, because we were surprised like everyone else when we read about it. Um, you know, jurisdictionally, we have no we have right. no authority over over what happened. That's why they were he was arrested up there. Um, but it just was as much a surprise to us as it is to uh, probably to anyone else reading it.
4: And I know there was a. It was really FHP, but you guys, I think, were in the vicinity where there was this uh, chase and
2: arrest, and I think a pit maneuver was involved on Saturday with a high-speed chase. Is that right? Yeah. You know, whenever we uh, chase a car or get behind a car, or the Pensacola Police Department gets behind a car and starts chasing one, or FHP, they'll we'll let that jurisdiction know. We'll let other people know in case they're in the area. Specifically, FHP, because there's not as many troopers in the area as there are deputies. Sure. And a lot of times these chases lead to um, abandoned cars and people fleeing on foot and that sort of thing. So um, we were in the area. By the time we got there, the trooper had already pitted him, and uh, his trooper car was. Pinned up against the other car, and uh, I believe the trooper already had them, had the uh, the suspect caught. So it was a good job by by, by, the, yeah. by the trooper in that case. And,
4: and you know, for people who don't know, the pit maneuver is when you bump them with you know your front to their
2: rear, and you slide them sideways, and you make them stop. At least that's the goal. It Pins them a bit, yeah. you know, and and it and mostly it, and again it the design is uh, during a turn or during a slower speed. I mean, we we don't we don't necessarily want want to be pitted in the interstate when mm-hmm. you're doing sixty or eighty. Uh, but the plan is to stop them. Now, it depends. Now if you're shooting at us, we'll pitch you wherever we, we can. Um, but typically, it's, it's a, like you said, putting our front bumper to a rear, rear bumper, bump, bumper, uh, tapping them a bit, and it'll spin them out usually pretty good. And if we have enough people around, uh, that'll pretty much put the end of the chase. And hopefully it's an end that's peaceful, and you because know, everything else is kind of dangerous in that situation. I, you know, I had a uh, conversation with a lot of my deputies yesterday, and I told them, I said, we, we have these, these push bumpers. For a reason, the big ugly black things these on the big, front of big the car. Yeah, in yeah. the front. I mean, we're not worried about what you know, cattle. We're not worried about cattle. Uh, <laughs> right. We're worried about uh, bad bad guys, and we're worried about stopping them as quickly as we can. And if we, you know, give me a hammer and I'll 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 beat out the dent in our in our fender. But I just <laughs> right. want these bad guys, these felons, um, you know, to, to know that that we're, we're not gonna just give up on them. We're, they're gonna go to jail. Because exactly you know what they're right. doing, they're stealing cars. And then they're going by and doing shoot drive uh, shootouts, or they're doing drive bys or they're doing something something else bad with them, um, you know. So I we don't want we don't want any part of that.
4: And if you can get in the middle of that process, you can prevent the uh, ultimate bad thing from
2: happening. That's good. That's good. Where, word spreads from the and I call them bad guys. And you know if anyone gets offended, that's that's, that's too bad. They're bad guys. I will If tell you don't you that, want to be called a bad guy, don't yeah. don't do bad things. Right. I could call you worse. Right. Right. A <laughs> bad guy. But um, you know word spreads quite quite quickly I, I tell a story a lot that um when we arrested an individual um his his question in the middle of the interview room was is that deputy gonna get in trouble and this guy says for what he says because i ran that stops on he ran a stops on too that deputy was supposed to stop <laughs> you know he he wants he wants discipline on the deputy because the deputy didn't you know actually engage him and stop this this bad guy Oh so, my God, was
4: just no, yeah, I mean, there's no de-
2: no end of that depth, I guess. I said at the beginning, we were talking
4: to Sheriff Chip Simmons that uh, we had some news to get to that wouldn't be related to crimes particularly, but uh, one is um, ShotSpotter.
2: Yeah, ShotSpotter, as people can recall, it's this system that allows for, um, you know, multiple cameras, uh, not cameras, but but microphones, and, and we have a three-square-mile area. I think the city has a three-square-mile area as well, and um, we got this grant through the state for a couple hundred thousand dollars actually this is a very expensive technology but the thought here is that as soon as it detects a gunshot it alerts all the deputies in in our dispatchers and it's been live now for about a week and we've already gotten several reports um, some of which are target practice some of them seem to be celebratory in nature some of them uh, we believe are just people that that, um, you know handling a weapon seeing if it works and that sort of thing um, because we haven't yet had a, a case where a shot spotter alerted us to a location and an individual and a victim was still there, um, so, but it's working. It's it's probably the best way to kind of test it to yeah. see if it, it does work. Um, I again, as I I talked to some of our deputies yesterday, they're like, wow, you know, that's that's pretty quick. It can kind of tell you the address where the where the ad, where the, um, the shot is coming from, how many shots. It can even typically tell you the direction of the projectile really so if i shot to the east it'll tell me the shots going to the east wow and it's it's supposed to be pretty good and detect uh discern from fireworks and and backfires uh to to gunshots and uh, I'm, i don't know if i want to read it on you know hear it and and, and monitor it during new year's eve right you know, i get but, you but or I, i'm just line. amazed you're saying it's been up for a week and you've already managed to
4: catch what would probably otherwise be unreported gunfire, right. but, you know, people testing or people ha- target shooting or people, whatever, uh, mistakes, you know, things like right. that, you guys are on scene. I mean, I think this word is going to get around pretty quickly that, oh, yeah, you can't shoot a gun anymore in Escambia County, in these areas anyway.
2: Well, that's certainly the hope, and that's our our, our, our sincere hope is that we combine ShotSpotter with our real-time crime scene. Yeah. So um, uh, if... Uh, again, if, if our dispatchers at, at in the dispatch center and they see shot spotter going off at a certain location, then they can they can our real time crime center can pull up any cameras in that area, see which vehicles are fleeing. In the past, we wouldn't know that until someone reported it. Right. Sometimes four ten minutes later, and by that time we we don't have you know unless you can go back and rec- you know catch the recording on these videos, uh, which many of them do not have. But but there are opportunity for us to, to say, hey, this looks like a white pickup truck that's leaving the area. That way, our responding deputies will know much quicker. I mean, m- minutes quicker. And in these types of cases, minutes matter.
4: Wow. That's fantastic. I didn't, I thought it wasn't going to be ready for about another month or two. So that's a very good news. The other thing is, uh, and we'll probably talk about this more when we get closer, but uh, there's an ordinance that your office, your legal office work with the county's legal office on this revised ordinance about median standing and interfering with traffic. And you know, one of the key things about that is it's not going to affect somebody who's on the sidewalk. It's going to affect people who are in the median. I think of like the exit ramps at Brent, for example. Right. The person who's on the like the sidewalk next to the grass doesn't affect them, but if you're at uh, like Davis and Olive or something like that, or then right, it would the or Brent and yeah, Brent Davis, it. anywhere like that, if there's a median, they won't be able to be on the median, right? That's correct.
2: Yeah, uh, as you can as you recall, there are a couple of ordinances on the books, but all of which are under constitutional challenge or yeah. constitutional review throughout the, the entire state of Florida. So no one is really enforcing them. No one that I'm aware of is enforcing these ordinances that they have. So what what we worked with the county, um, and and credit goes to the county for for doing doing this for doing something right for trying, um, and now we have um, this ordinance that is, is could potentially if it's passed. Um, uh, uh allow us to enforce this medium uh, medians are, that are under six foot which aren't very many to be honest so most medians are, are a lot bigger if it has grass it's typically more than more than mm-hmm. six foot so the ones we're talking about are the smaller mostly concrete ones uh, and, and what the the rule here is that we watch it for a couple cycles and then we warn them if they come back then we can we can arrest them not only us but um, code enforcement can enforce it as well so my my point is we plan on enforcing this with the the day it becomes effective uh, if it's if it's voted on um, and it's effective the day it, it, of, of the effectiveness we will we will be we'll start enforcing it and, and we intend to um, not we're not trying to fill the jails up with it with these people we just want them to get off of that median really is what we want right and then we can start work on some other you know maybe some some more robust ordinances that can that can alleviate some of the other issues that we have mostly trash yeah trash and, has and been that, a big issue right yeah
4: well i you know i I'm a fan of this ordinance. I wish you guys felt like you had the power to do something, and I know that's the purpose here is to give you the power to do something. We all know this is a problem, and you know finding that constitutional balance and being able to enforce something that'll hold up in court. You know, not that that's the goal, but just being able to enforce something that doesn't violate people's constitutional rights—that's the goal.
2: You so. know, everyone, everyone has rights. I mean, and, there, right? and there's there's a level of humanity here. That, and you know, if people are hungry, I'd, I'll be the first one in line to give them something to eat. I happen to know that there are plenty of places for them to get to get food in this community. And you don't have to just throw your trash all over the roadway. I, I, I think that there's a, a happy medium, not medium, <laughs> happy right, medium here where, um, you know, where, where we can we can we can show grace and we, we can be compassionate. But 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 uh, people have to run a business, you know, and and, and I'm, I'm aware of some things that have taken place in some of these camps that, um, that that are criminal in nature. And I'm aware of some things that you don't want your kids to see. So, uh, you know, I, I, just, I think that there's a way we can we can hammer this, you know, hammer this out mental health food addiction and and just common sense ordinances
4: absolutely sheriff chip simmons uh scammy county sheriff chip simmons is always a pleasure sir thanks for doing what you do to keep us safe and informed we'll talk to you again next week you bet y'all take care absolutely 552 here on news radio 92.3 i still cannot believe that uh, the ShotSpotter is already in place. I mean, PPD is still looking at another month or so. Uh, so I'll talk to the mayor and uh, Mike Wood about that. But, you know, what's the delay? You know, why, why EZSO is already in and we're all waiting still for the city to have um, uh, theirs implemented. Hey, if you are thinking about that next vehicle purchase, trying to decide whether to go used or new or almost new, well, Frontier Motors, they specialize in that almost new category. You know, you're going to be the second owner. Somebody had it for a year or two, and now you're going to get it with low miles in great condition for a good price. But what they do in terms of selling cars is, to me, like not what makes them special. I mean, it, that, that'd be enough, okay, on its own. But it's what they do after you buy the car that, to me, is amazing. Now like, when you actually like at the time that you buy a car, something kind of cool happens. I don't want to war- ruin it for you. If you know, you know. And if you you know, and you know it's cool. And if you don't know, eh, enjoy the surprise. Um, but um, if you buy a car, here's what's also going to happen: they will follow up with you afterwards to make sure that you're satisfied. 6 months after I bought the vehicle, uh, Calvin our sales guy called me and said, "Is there anything, you know, anything I can do for you?" And I'm like, "No, I would have called you." <laughs> he said, I mean, I wasn't rude, but you know, that's what I'm thinking. He's like, "Okay, good, you know." And then a year after we bought the car, he's like, "Is there anything we can do for you?" And I'm like, "No, I don't think." He's like, "Is there anything that's wrong with the car?" I said. You know, one of the keys, it's just, you know, everything's great, it's just one of the keys doesn't work. The physical key, the fob is fine, the physical key. He's like, well, bring it in, we'll replace it. And in my head, I'm not rude enough to say it, but in my head what I'm thinking is, you know, yeah, I bet you will for 150 bucks. And, uh, you know, and I said, well, how much will that cost is the way I said it, I think. He's like, nothing. You bought a car expecting two keys at work, you get a car with two keys at work. And so I brought it in, they, they replaced it, that was it, no charge, easy. A year after we bought a car. Who does that as a used car dealer? Well, Frontier does that because... They don't want to sell you the one car and then have you regret it for the rest of your life. They want to sell you the one car and have you love it so much that you come back again and again and again. And they do business with that premise in mind. So they are interested in a long-term relationship with you as a client, and it shows in everything they do. Frontier Motors, serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years, behind the Big Buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi
3: need urgent care or a walk-in clinic go to pro health post accident physical to access your pip?
5: go to pro health
3: drug test
5: pro health has seven locations
3: occupational testing
5: go to prohealthfl.com
3: affordable lab work or primary care
5: pro health has seven locations
3: an affordable medical weight loss program pro
5: health is your answer
3: need a camp or a sports physical
5: only forty dollars at pro health
3: pro health never requires a doctor's order or an appointment
5: just walk right in
3: prohealthfl.com
5: serving pensacola for 35 years
3: Elevate your brand with custom engraved gifts and products from Prim and Proper. Your clear choice for all brand and product needs. Locally owned and trusted, Prim and Proper offers custom engravings for promotional and gift items for your business. They also have so many unique gifts to choose from, including engraved drinkware, cutting boards, tumblers, water bottles, slate decor, and more to inspire you the moment you walk through the door. They're also the only local retailer for Sandhopper electric beach carts. Primandproper.com for more. That's prim in
5: The Florida Department of Health in Escambia County works to protect, promote, and improve the health of the community and is always focusing on the importance of public health awareness and preparedness. For more information on resources to improve the health of your community, contact your local Escambia County Health Department online at escambiahealth.com or follow Escambia Health Department on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Healthy Escambia.
0: News Radio 92.3 is Pensacola's radio home for informative, local, and dependable news and talk. News Radio 92.3 Informative, local, dependable. Go, go, Gadget Legs!
4: 556, News Radio 92 3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you, Eeyore. Uh, <laughs> sorry, fans of Winnie the Pooh no. uh, know. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David?
1: A bipartisan group of senators is warning Iran not to turn the conflict in Gaza into a regional war. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham says a resolution introduced yesterday urges the U.S. to strike Iran if Americans are killed by Iranian proxies. Dozens of U.S. troops in Iraq and Syria, of course, have been injured in attacks carried out by the Iranian-backed groups. Uh, Six people have died. Eighteen more were hurt after uh, a charter bus carrying high school students crashed in central Ohio. Ohio police say uh, this crash happened yesterday morning on Interstate 70. Apparently, the bus was rear-ended by a semi-truck. And the Federal Reserve expected to make some cuts to interest rates this spring. A new estimate from UBS Investment Bank says those cuts could start coming as early as March and that easing inflation uh, could pave the way for a 2.75% decrease in the interest rates over the coming year.
4: All right, David, thanks so much for the update. 557, if you have a nice import, a Lexus, a Porsche, a Mercedes, a BMW, a Genesis, a Jaguar, these are very good cars. Obviously, you paid a little bit extra because you think it's worth paying to get it. Uh, you do not have to pay extra to service them. You don't have to go to the dealership. If that involves a drive, you know, um, sometimes a scenic drive is great. Sometimes driving to Destin isn't what you're meant to do on a Wednesday uh, or mobile, right, it, depending on where you bought the car. So take it to Bobby Lycus Auto Service right here on Davis Highway. Easy peasy, local, quick, no problems. The website, Service com and their philosophy is represented in that name like it's a healthcare clinic for your car so they want to see you for the routine stuff so you can avoid seeing them for the big stuff you know, bring it to them healthy so you don't have to bring it to them broken. Like, that's kind of the idea. And, yeah, they work on the diesel engines. They work on the gas engines. They work on the imports and the domestics. I mean, if it's a car, it's a car. They'll work on it. Okay, no problem. Bring it to them. They will take care of you. Either, you know, look them up online and find out more or just stop in, book an appointment, or just, you know, go by when you need to. Bobby Likas Auto Service right here on Davis Highway. 558 on News 92 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. What else do we have going on? Holy smokes. I, I was surprised. But I guess I'm not the guy, you know, paying as much attention to the weather as I should have been. Gulf Island Seashore closed yesterday for P- Fort Pickens, closed Fort Pickens. Um, and then um, Navarre Beach Pier closed at 5 last night due to weather coming. You know, this possibility of multiple inches of rain or whatever. And, you know, when I look on the radar map, I, you know, there's some stuff. <laughs> you know, the news radio threat that radar has some stuff, but... You know, it's it's funny because what you think is well, this doesn't look like it's going to be that big of a deal, but of course, it doesn't really take much to Overwatch Fort Pickens Road and make it impassable, or 399, or you know, I guess on Navarre Beach either. Same thing. So just uh, be aware, right, that they're closed and the uh, weather is kind of in the midst right now. Listen
0: on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620 News Radio 92.3 WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.